Will Hardy on this atmosphere that he's created. Ochai Abaji is the subject of side notes and succession trust rankings for the Western Conference. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm J.P. Chunga on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network, presented by First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz, and MLS number 3112, equal housing lender. Eight games to go, and the season is winding down, so it got me thinking about where it started, the very beginning. Did I think that the Jazz would overperform their Vegas win total? 23 and a half? It was in doubt. They were supposed to be contending with San Antonio, Houston, Indiana, Charlotte for the worst records in the entire league. But they were 12-7 and by November 21st. That was first in the entire West. They were doing something nobody thought that they could. It surprised everyone. And they were doing that with an entirely different team than they're doing right now. Ochai Abaji, yeah, he was in the G League. Chris Dunn, the same. Jared Vanderbilt was starting. Malik Beasley was the production off the bench. Mike Conley was holding it down at the point. It was very easy for Will Hardy to play the the chip-on-the-shoulder card. Every single player said it. And as other teams gave up on them, they all ended up in Utah, and they all rallied around that point. And fans responded. The response from you guys, listening, going to games, saying how much they enjoyed this season with lower expectations, lower pressure. I never lost sight of the fact that this team might be somebody's team, might be the one that makes them a lifelong fan, might be Al Jefferson's post moves that bring you into the tent. Paul Millsap, undersized at power forward, grabbing rebounds. Memo's threes with his celebrations coming back to the huddle. I was talking to Jeff Hornacek a week ago, and somebody heard the free throw routine that he did and how it was a hello to his kids who were watching at home. And they heard that story for the first time. They didn't know that. And it made me think about how that's why I do this. Because while one fan doesn't know that who's now a jazz fan, another, that's the reason they're a jazz fan. It could be Rudy's salute or Donovan's shoes. However you get into the tent, you're in. You're about it. And there's only going to be one champion at the end of the season. And I'm sorry for this dose of reality, but the Jazz are not going to be champions. I don't think that's the measure of success for every team this season. Damian Lillard went on Old Man in the Three. And you should listen to it because there's a really good part about fulfillment. And even if he plays important without winning a championship, will he still live a career filled? I, and I don't want this ain't even I don't want to make it about my situation, but I was talking after a game like a week ago and I was just like they was asking me about Dame, but like to win a ring and, and I'm like, bro, I don't need to prove to y'all that I want to win a ring. Why the hell do I play? Like I don't need to prove that to y'all, but we cannot keep acting like while I understand we play to win championships, we all want to win the championship. 
we can't keep acting like nothing matters like the rest of the stuff the journey doesn't matter we can't keep doing that you know what i'm saying so i feel like there are so many ways that the league is different there's so many ways and i i think about it all the time where i'm like man i just don't i don't know if i don't know if i'm if i can just play a long long time because i don't i don't enjoy what what the nba as a whole is becoming J.J. Reddick opened up about how he went to therapy to resolve with the fact that he didn't win a championship for his career. And every single player is playing for a championship. Even if Dame doesn't get it done, it's not like he didn't play the game to win a title. But to say he isn't fulfilled and his career isn't of a champion caliber, you can't say that because he built something in Portland. John and Carl didn't win a title here, but they are champions. Sacramento is going to break their playoff drought that can drive. It's been since 2006 that they haven't had postseason basketball. And the beam team's going to revive that city, and everyone around that franchise is revived because of the year that they've had right now. They've made so many bad decisions, and... Everybody piled on last season when DeMontis Sabonis was traded for Tyrese Halliburton. So if they lose in the first round this season, is it a failure? No. No, it's not. The Jazz were expected to be a terrible team. And they found a seven-footer who could be a number one option. They found another seven-footer who could anchor a defense. And they found a coach that everyone responds to. Not everyone is going to be back from this team, but the guarantee is that you're going to enjoy being a part of the program. You're going to be fulfilled. And that's all anyone can ask for. Talking to uh, both Juan and Jarrell this morning, they both kind of mentioned something along the lines of, despite being like relatively new guys, the organization, they came in and immediately kind of felt like a comfort level. Uh, Juan said that the vibes were immaculate coming in. Just okay. wondering what it is that like you try to do in terms of establishing kind of that environment to make guys immediately kind of feel that. Yeah, I mean we're we're coaching people. They're not just players. Um, the NBA is hard. Winning's hard. Um, we want to try to do everything in our power to create an environment that is serious and competitive and attention to detail and be about the team and try to win. Like those things are very important, but you can do that and enjoy it. Um, you know, we try to have a little bit of humor in the gym when we can. Um, you know, I try to do my best to to spend time talking to our guys, not about basketball and for sure not about like technical X's and O's stuff. Um, I think that's, You'll see a lot of people congregating in sort of the food area of our practice facility a lot um, because I think we we want the environment to feel like people are a part of this. Um, if we create, if, if we have something going on where guys are dreading coming to the gym, that's a huge problem. Um, we spend so much time there as a group. We spend so much time together as a group, not just at our facility, but on the road. Um, 
you know, it's been a, a huge focus for us this year. The environment has been probably the most important thing to me from day one um, to try to create some buy-in and some trust and also a place where our guys feel like they can be professional and competitive and all those things that I mentioned earlier, but also have a space where they feel like they can they can be themselves and they can enjoy it. They can laugh, they can smile, they can play music loud. Like, um, you know, for me and anybody that like grew up playing basketball, like the gym has always been like my favorite place in the world. Um, it's always somewhere like that you went to, you went to shoot by yourself, you went to practice, you went to games, like going to the gym was fun. And just because the stakes are high at our level, I don't think we want to lose that like essence of going to the gym should be something that you look forward to, not something that you're dreading. Now let me tell you about First Colony Mortgage. They've been serving the lending needs of Utah for more than 35 years. As a mortgage banker, First Colony Mortgage offers advantages over other lenders. Not only do they process mortgages, they also underwrite, fund, and close mortgage loans all in-house. Their expert team is ready to help you with your home financing needs. Just check them out. First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jets. Ochai Agbaji is the subject of Side Notes. It's a YouTube show that I do for the jazz. Online, check it out. The main crux of it was he's got a good base. What can he add? So I've enjoyed seeing his evolution and the fact that he's gotten more playing time, how he's starting to show even more that above the break three against the Celtics that 27-point game against Sacramento. But he's shown exactly the progress win that heading into the year you thought you would need more of than what was expected. That 23.5 under total for so many that they bet on. But Ochai took a, a little bit of time to get to this club, get to the big club. He spent nine games in the G League with the Showcase Cup season and there, it was pretty important not to do something that wasn't going to translate to the NBA. He wasn't overextending himself. He wasn't dribbling the air out of the ball at the G League because it's much easier to play down there. No, he was going to the corner, shooting threes, and defending. What did he do when he jumped to the NBA? Going to the corner, shooting threes, and defending. So in the G League, 68.2% of his shots were three-pointers. And in the NBA, it's 63%. Now, of those three-pointers, 47.8% were from the corner. And as he's shooting those, he's making them at a 45% clip. So he's finding ways to get to the corner and provide spacing. And on top of that, He's starting to defend the best perimeter threats on the other team. Think earlier this season when he guarded Jalen Green 
or Tyler Hero over that long road stretch. And he's sticking with him. He's a six foot ten wingspan. It's funny seeing the trajectory of Ochai because so much of his story at the beginning of the year was is this guy even good if he can't even dominate the G League? Or he can't play over X and X on a jazz? And the answer now is pretty resounding. He can play. And he is playing. And he's showing those flashes of somebody who could be a supercharged Norman Powell. Clearly next is creating off the bounce, playmaking, making A to C passes instead of A to B, being more complex. But the base is good. And I remember when Mike Brown came here for Jazz Kings earlier on in the season, and he was talking about Keegan Murray, and he posed the question to Keegan Murray, what do you add to an NBA team beyond spacing? And he's ribbon Keegan at this point. Because it's early in his career, spacing is all he can provide. But Mike Brown's point is, he could provide spacing, and he's 40 years old. If he makes a couple threes, somebody's going to have to go out and guard him, but he can't defend. So when he goes back to him later on in the season to ask, Keegan, what can you provide beyond spacing? Keegan Murray better have an answer. And Ochai, if you ask him that question, what's his answer going to be? Check it out. It's on YouTube. Comment if you want. Throw a like, subscribe. Let me know you watched it on the Utah Jazz's YouTube page. When it comes time to move, it's always a hassle. Loading everything in the truck, hoping the priceless antique from your mother doesn't break, and trying to juggle the kids and dog in the middle of it all is enough to drive anyone crazy. But it doesn't have to be that way. The friendly, background-checked movers at Bailey's Moving and Storage have the expertise to move your family across town or even around the world. So when it's time to move, think Bailey's Moving and Storage. Call today at 801-218-2640 or check them out online at baileysallied.com. West Succession Trust Rankings, Votes of No Confidence. I did this last run of Succession, but now that it's in its final season, I figured it'd be nice to bring it back. And instead of giving you two minutes on the Pelicans, which nobody asked for, I'm narrowing it down in the West. Top four, according to Vegas, for their odds of making it out of the Western Conference I'm using Vegas Insider, which takes FanDuel, Win, Caesars, MGM, multiple betting odds, and it combines it. And as of March 27th, the favorite to win the West is the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul, he might be the Shiv Roy of the NBA, for good and for worse. He's the smart one. Kevin Durant, aiming for a Wednesday return... He is the most seamless superstar to integrate into any team ever. The results have been, as you can imagine, pretty good. 132 offensive rating, 93 defensive rating with the starting lineup that they have. Paul, KD, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Josh Okogie, 
yeah, I could see them making it to the finals out of the West. Vote of no confidence? Against. Denver. I've been a Nuggets guy the entire season. Pick them to come out of the West. And without Bones, their bench is a little thinner, but it might be the right boon. I trust the top-end talent, ultimately. Jokic is a playoff guy. Need I say more? Must-watch television anytime he's on. They beat the Bucks on Saturday, and while it's on the second night of a back-to-back for Milwaukee, there's something to that. I don't necessarily trust last year's playoff run for them because they were without their second-best scorer, and now they have Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon out there for them. Michael Porter Jr., shooting. They're one of two West teams that have an above 500 record against teams above 500, 25 and 14. The other West team that's above 500? You guessed it, the Minnesota Timberwolves. I trust Jokic can lead Denver into the future. The good son. Vote of no confidence? Against. The Warriors. The eldest son, shout out to the Conheads, this team can't win on the road. 9-29. and 29. And if they're a bottom seed, they're going to need to win at the very least three games away from Chase Center. Jordan Poole took Draymond Roy's wrath to start the season, and he hasn't necessarily looked tremendous. So I say, no confidence. Four that they can't make it out of the West. And finally, the Grizzlies. The Roman Roy. Villainous upstarts. Memphis Mirth. They have a Defensive Player of the Year candidate in Jared Jackson Jr., and he can score. He's rangy. Without Brandon Clark, out for the season, or Steven Adams, he stepped up to the challenge. But ultimately, Ja will determine their success. Is he mature? Or is he sending texts to the wrong person? This one is the trickiest of the bunch. And leaning on maturity? No. I don't have confidence in Memphis. Five stars. Nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Let others know that you're listening to the podcast. If you would like to talk succession and you see me, I'm always available. No spoilers unless you're all caught up. Try for another podcast at the end of the week. But until next time, bye for now. This has been Roundball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Roundball Roundup.